Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 335. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful owner of Adler PR, Jennifer. She was so incredible to talk to, so insightful, so wonderful at what she does. And it was just incredible to hear what she's been through through the pandemic. So we encourage you guys to always check out the links below. It's always with every episode. We want you to guide yourself to each one of these individuals and go to their bios and go to their links. So always down in below and click on them. But before you do that, go to our website, findingarizotapodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. Tell us who do you want in next. So all the social medias are under Finding Arizona Podcast. Easy peasy, connect. Let us know who you want in next. Uh, Next up, if you want to go over to the website and sign up for the newsletter, that is a little bit more the official side. And the blog is a little bit more the personal side. If you want to even get even more personal, we have video vlogs available at YouTube for you guys to enjoy a little bit of what's going on in our personal life. And you get to see our son Atlas grow up in front of your eyes. And uh, that is going to just conclude our little bit of our what's going on. Now moving into the cool stuff, which is the community cork board. Yes, every episode we try and push what is going on around you. This is no different. If you want something to be shouted out, send us a line at podcast at gmail.com. So first up, the Orpheum Theater is doing ghost tours taking place October 21st, 22nd, 28th, 29th, and 30th. Uh, the ghost tour is a 60 minute walking tour that will take you to the darkest recess of the theater. It is a unique way to experience the theater's spirited history with an acknowledged guide from the Phoenix t- ghost tours. Each tours offers you an opportunity to explore places normally off limits to the public. You can ask questions and perhaps even learn a story or two of your own. So if you don't know where the the Orpheum Theater is. The address is 203 West Adams Street, Phoenix, Arizona, and you can also get tickets at etickets.com. Second event is the Arizona Fall Festival, actually taking place Saturday, November 5th at 10 a.m. and into the late evening. Started as 16 years ago with 27 vendors at the Duck and the Canter parking lot. Now this festival has grown into one of the largest community events at Margaret T. Hance Park. I encourage you all to go take take yourselves to this local thing and and just really soak in how many people are here and how many local vendors are actually just there selling their goods and wanting to be a part of this community. Our last event is always going to be someone personal to our podcast. We always try to leave that slot available to them. And there's a lot of things going on with our group of friends and our podcast list. So one of the one events we like to highlight is the Churchill. Yes, they are going to have a Friendsgiving trivia pub crawl. This is taking place Saturday, November 19th. Uh, It's from 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. There's a $10,000 cash prize for trivia contests. There's also free cover and drink specials to all the bars along the pub crawl. You can get your tickets at itsapubcrawlingthing.com. 
So we always like to highlight that. And if you come on the show, that's going to be ongoing for you. We hope that you guys will continue to stay with us and enjoy that little community corkboard. And last but not least, enjoy this episode, episode number 335 with Adler PR. We will see you on the next one. Hey guys, it's Jose. I hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. Have you been like me, been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated, you had it up to hear from your wife? Well, I got a place for you, happybeespestcontrol.com. They are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I want to give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash finding AZ or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. Tell them finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce you to the founder and, uh, you know, the name says it all, Adler PR, Miss Jennifer Adler. Please give it a a round of applause. Yay! Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I uh, I asked this of everyone who comes in through our doors and just kind of like comes in and we have a conversation with is just because it's pretty much affected everyone in every single kind of category. How has the pandemic been for you guys and kind of tell us a little bit of the synopsis of what you went through and now where you guys are at today? Sure. So it was definitely an interesting time for us because I started um, my firm in March of 2019. So I had about a year under my belt as a new entrepreneur um, before the pandemic really hit. Um, And so, you know, I had built the business up and we had a a lot of restaurant clients at the time, which we still Mm -hmm. do to this day, but we were very heavy in the restaurant space. Um, And as you know, they were hit, you know, kind of early, um, quick and early with the pandemic with having to shut down and switch to takeout some of them, Mm -hmm. um, you know, faced with laying people off. And so unfortunately, we were hit very early and hard by the pandemic, as well as a new business. Um, And so we a lot of our clients, you know, PR and marketing was one of the first things that they had to cut, um, understandably, so they couldn't afford to pay us. Um, But I really felt passionate about helping them through the hard time and staying on with them. Um, We brainstormed some really innovative promotions to help them stay in business and stayed on uh, pro bono, even though that they couldn't afford to, you know, pay us. Yeah. And so, which was hard as a new business, you know, ourselves, we were facing some financial hardships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really paid off for us because they're still all clients to this day with the exception of one, um, that had to shut down permanently in downtown Phoenix. Yeah. So that's the reason why I kind of was gonna, it steers my conversation a little bit, just in the sense mm-hmm. of like, You know, those are the types of things that kind of I imagine were the first to go and that kind of steers the conversation was like, what did you do? And that was, like you said, pro bono and some really smart, you know, thinking. And that's what we've realized here at the podcast is that 
to stay afloat, there were some really innovative, you know, individuals and entrepreneurs out there trying their best to make it work and really make the make sure this door stay open. And so I imagine for you, there was a lot of hardship and, and hard times in there, but kudos to you for staying afloat. And here we are today. I, I, I just kind of wanted to ask you as far as the conversations with your clientele of like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going pro bono, but this doesn't mean that we're going to stay here. I imagine there was like a long-term agreement of like, we're going to steer as much as we can this way until things swing back or, you know, where was for you guys today? Do you guys still kind of keep, are there still, like you said, you lost one, but is there mm-hmm. most of them still with you guys or still kind of in the same realm with you guys working with you? Yep. Thankfully, we've kept all of our restaurant clients with the exception of that one. Um, And a lot of them have even expanded and grown since then. So now we represent multiple concepts um, with the same client that has then, you know, opened new concepts since the pandemic. A lot of them, too, we were working on openings like right when the pandemic hit. So, of course, they had to put everything on hold. Um, So a lot of those things were just kind of on hold indefinitely until you know, people saw which way the world was going to go. And, and now we're still kind of catching up on, on people's openings and, um, you know, new leases and and that sort of thing. So yeah, we're in full swing. Um, I just, you know, I, I'm very amazed by some of the, again, some of the agreements and some of the just negotiation and works with, you know, just having to be a part of what I call this community, this essentially Mm -hmm. you're a part of your own community is, your clientele's and who you approach and just want to work with and keep on in the books. So <clears throat> that being said, I will transition into what we used to ask everyone is give me your uh, origin story and just kind of how you came to be into this. I know from just gl- glossary, just, you know, looking back at your work and you're a California girl. How did you end up? Here? Yeah, I am a Southern California girl. So born yeah. and raised in Southern California, um, kind of grew up in Ventura County area. If you know where mm-hmm. that is halfway between yeah. like LA and Santa Barbara. Yeah. Um, I went to UCLA for school. So go Bruins. Um, My wife but, was, uh, t- was going to say, uh, she's like, go Bruins. Tell her yeah. that. And I was like, cause she, um, she's from San Diego and she went up okay. to um, San Luis Obispo. So oh yeah. Cal Poly. Still- yeah, she still had to ride through. She loved going to down there and she loved uh, UCLA and she loved uh, going to concerts and stuff at yeah. LA. So she's she's a California girl at heart always. It's <laughs> funny. I feel like we had like the flip-flop experience because I, being from Ventura County, was fairly close to San Luis Obispo and I had a lot of friends that went to Cal Poly. So we would go up there to party like when we were in high school wow. and like college and stuff. And I would see concerts. I saw Jack Johnson on the beach and in San Luis Obispo, which was cool. That's yeah. Crazy. So wow. yeah, we kind of had the opposite experience. <laughs> so she, we just went uh, when, before our son was born and we went on a baby I had never been mm-hmm. to San Luis Obispo and uh-huh. it was just to me it was like this is a magical little place that you got here yeah. and this is just something very unique and I was very honored to to just be able to see some of the sights and and be experienced by wife's kind of her college life and just yeah like, like relive know, she, it through her eyes yeah because yeah. she drove around the campus and she's like oh, that 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 there mm-hmm. there there and I'm like oh this is great and because she does it all the time with me because we're so close to ASU so I'm just like that's my spot that like I right. used to, yeah and so you know that's really great that like again I'm I'm just really kind of curious where you where you come from so what's the what was mm-hmm. the transition over to AS or not to ASU to, to Arizona 
Yeah, so um, I had just graduated from UCLA um, a long time ago now, not to date myself, but it was 2005, so a long time ago. And um, I moved back home, which was more Park, California at the time where my family was living. And my parents decided to relocate to Arizona. They had been um, buying investment property in Arizona. Wow. My dad owned his own business at the time and was looking to get out. Um, and so my parents and my little sister, who was still in high school at the time, um, decided to relocate to Arizona. And they were like, do you want to come? Do you want to stay? I was in nice. kind of an interesting transition period because I had just graduated and um, California is awesome, but I feel like I would have wanted to work like on the West side, you know, like in the mm -hmm. LA area, but not necessarily wanting to live there. So then you, you are commuting in crazy traffic on the yeah. 405 and like everything is so expensive. And so I was like, yeah, I'm kind of ready for a change of scenery. So I moved out here with them initially. Um, and when I moved out here, it was the boom of the real estate market. It was like, you know, 2005. So things were just like yeah. going crazy, yeah. um, needed a job. And so, um, initially just kind of fell into working in real estate, um, because everyone was hiring. Yeah. Um, so I worked for a real estate developer when I first moved to Arizona, um, and really discovered like a love for real estate and also marketing while I was there. Um, and so I was there for about two, two and a half years, I believe. And then the market crashed in 2008. Yeah. Um, I actually got laid off from that position, which was like devastating to me at the time because I loved that job and I was yeah. young. And um, that's kind of what uh, incited me to get into PR. Um, I just kind of landed at an advertising agency that specialized in real estate hmm. um, and just kind of got my start in PR um, from doing that. So it turned out wow. to be a blessing in disguise that I lost yeah. my real estate job, but I still have like a huge passion for real estate and we represent a lot of real estate clients now. Yeah. And I can't imagine at the time you were like, kind of like, did I, I can't imagine that you guys were just like, oh yeah, this is going to go crashing down. And like everyone was hiring and everyone was mm -hmm. in the moment. And it was just like the thought of it crashing was like, this is just minuscule. Because you'll start like, again, you'll see like, uh, I remember watching a movie and it's like it was during that time and it had relatively um, effects from that. And it, you just see like these track homes just basically almost built the walls go out and you can start to see the layout of where the buildings are or the homes are going to go empty mm -hmm. and like just one maybe one built and then just the rest of them gone and it's just like yeah that that's what happened because no one ever thought that that was gonna happen right. so it was just it was like ghost towns uh but that like again i i always say this there's something so interesting about people who've been uh working you know in that moment and then had to like deal with the pandemic because mm -hmm. the experience I always, you know, said that it's like, well, you kind of had this kind of like, I'm going to, you know, saving and, you know, being aware of like, there was a crash. It's always made people around at least this area always concerned about like it happening again. So there was always like between after 2008 and, and the pandemic of 2009, I always felt like there was kind of more people saving or more people at least wary of doing, mm -hmm. you know, certain things. And so, I, you know, just being the ability to work and know that we've done, we've dealt with issues, we've dealt with downfalls just like a bounce back was very big from uh it's like 20 2021 like some of that bounce back was just really right. high just from the 
I guess the resiliency, I guess, is my thought and just kind of my theory behind it. But it's just amazing what this community has kind of experienced and has kind of grown grown through. Do you feel the same way? And I have also got a secondary question, which is what have you kind of learned from that PR relationship in mm -hmm. your network of just what this community can accomplish or, you know, kind of work through? Yeah, for sure. I definitely agree. I think it builds a lot of resilience in you when you go through something like that. And now, you know, having been through it um, early in my career with the real estate market swinging from one high to like a low, low, um, mm -hmm. you know, going through that and getting laid off and, and now going through it with the pandemic and, and not losing clients, but having them, you know, have to pause. Yeah. Um, and, and having to figure out how we're going to stay afloat. And I have, you know, a team member on my um, payroll as well. So figuring out, you know, how to keep her on and busy. Um, so it does, I think it creates a lot of resilience um, and, and kind of builds confidence that you can make it through anything. And especially, I always say like, you know, I was only a year into um, Adler PR at the time when, when COVID really hit. And mm. I always say, if I can make it through that one year in, like, you know, we can make it through anything and exactly yeah if we were successful through that like we can be successful in good times obviously mm -hmm. um and so yeah so i think it builds a lot of resiliency and then the other thing that i just learned is how important relationships are and that's always been mm -hmm. um you know something very important to the pr profession is relationships are everything um mm -hmm. for us whether that's with the media or relationships with clients um and so you know i think being good partners to our clients um, and them being good partners to us. Like you ask, you know, did you have some agreement in place of like how long they were not going to pay you for or like what that was going to look like? And like, we really didn't because we were just being good partners and neither of us had ever been through something like that before. Yeah. Um, and I have to say like, we had zero issues with that. Like as soon as people could pay, they were more than happy to come back on board and yeah. they were just thankful that we stuck with them and helped them through the time and vice versa. Um, so I think relationships, um, you know, over and over, I've learned throughout my career that relationships are everything. Mm -hmm. I love that. And that makes me very, very like, again, what we've learned through just being, I'm, I'm just being honest, we've had over 300 episodes of this podcast. And it's just what I picked up. And, and honestly, what I've heard through the conversations that I've had is just kind of that community over competition. And mm -hmm. I, I believe that that's something that Arizona, or at least Phoenix in general, has that unique ability to kind of pull through together. And I hope that that continues and just kind of if that means that what we build here is just just with this group of 300 and more plus that gains every day or week, then I'm I'm very, very happy that that is something that continues to be kind of the foundation that I hear from every conversation is that community over competition. And I just want it to continue. And I, and mm -hmm. I, I want to build that too. Um, I'll ask you kind of our next kind of question is, is what kind of challenges or unique challenges, something that people may not understand about your business or may not kind of get or read off when they, when they hear or see PR yeah, I think there's unique challenges that come along with the PR profession. Um, being resilient, like I said, not only weathering through, um, you know, economic downturns and, and whatnot, but being resilient with um, sometimes pitching people's stories with the media. You know, um, mm -hmm. we're in a very hectic news cycle right now. Like every day you turn on the news and it's some other 
huge crisis or big yeah. news story, big headline. And that makes PR professionals jobs difficult sometimes because we're competing with breaking news. And a lot of times we'll have stories secured that sometimes get pushed mm-hmm. um, or canceled altogether based on what's happening in the world. And so that has been a little bit more challenging. Um, the one good thing that has come out of the last few years, though, is I think people are a little bit more tuned into the news than they had been previously. You know, it's like there's so much happening that people do want to know mm-hmm. um, what the latest is and they want to stay up to date um, and they want to be informed. And so that is a great opportunity for clients that engage in PR because that's our job is to get our clients, you know, positive earned media coverage. And so yeah. um, there's been yeah some interesting things that come from it, but definitely, definitely being resilient is huge in the PR profession. And you know, there's a lot of times that you can pitch a story and no matter how great of a job you do, um, it may just, you know, not be something that resonates at that time, or um, there could be, like I said, breaking news or whatever it may be. So sometimes it's hard managing clients' expectations when things out of your control happen like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I And then that and it's a reality that I did not, as a casual un, you know person still as a, in media, that makes sense. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you have to deal with that. And I, and I have to deal with that too, is in the sense that I, you know, try my best to make it into um, individuals um, cue for, you know, social media and things like that. But, you know, presidents precedence over, you know, certain aspects of whether that's, you know, the, whatever their ratio or whatever their calculation is to allow me to go to the top of the feed. But, you know, a lot of the times too, it's like, you know, you're fighting for eyes and it's mm-hmm. essentially, that's what it's down to. Um, and this kind of, when we, when we dwindle down this conversation to that, where we're fighting for eyes, sometimes we, we lose sight of just the, the uniqueness of every person that we've, you know, your clientele's and what their story is and just what you're trying to really pitch here and what you're trying mm-hmm. to really fight for essentially too. It's like you you have individuals that you love and care for that you feel like have an, a well-earned story. And mm-hmm. then it's just like, ah, but I'm fighting for all of this eyes and, and all, and all of this other media. That's kind of, it just, it really does. I'm, I'm empathize. I'm trying, like, I'm really empathizing here. And um, I did want to kind of bring up one of your new clientele just because mm-hmm. I, I want to bring light to just kind of where you're at too, is the Rafi law group. The yeah. Group. And yeah, so yeah. I wanted to bring that. It's like, that's again, it's like, this is, I'm just saying like, this is a group that has television plugs that you see Mm -hmm. on every day. Like you were watching in the hospital, or if you're watching, you know, you turn on your TV for the first time when you plug it in, you'll see this commercial coming up because it's on local markets. And so Mm -hmm. kudos to you first off, but secondly, like, how does one just kind of (laughs) like go pitch Rafi law group? Yeah. Thank you. So what I love about this client is pretty much everyone knows his face. Brandon Rafi is on every, pretty much every single billboard, bus stop, um, car wrap, train wrap, bus wrap in town. Like he's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. They have a huge media buy. Um, But ironically, they've never really dabbled in PR before. And so Mm. for me, I'm really excited about working with them because I feel like there's a huge opportunity to tell his story. 
Um, you know, everyone knows his face and his name, but no one knows how much he does in the community and anything about him personally and how quickly he's grown his firm and how young he is. Um, and so it's really remarkable. And I love being able to kind of shine light on people like that in the community who are doing great things, um, and are kind of paving the way in their industries. Um, and so for me, I'm really excited to be working with that client. It's also a big feather in our cap because we went head to head with a lot of the other really big agencies in town. Um, yeah. And it was a very competitive, um, bid process. And so for us to win that, um, and have the opportunity to work with them is really exciting. Yeah. So I imagine it was a bid process that you had to go and it's like, it's like, uh, what is it? The voice or American idol. It's like yeah. they're dwindling down the options. And so kudos, I mean, again, kudos, like, cause like you said, they are very much everywhere and it's, and it's, I've also kind of, and you know, you piqued my interest too. It's like, I'm, didn't really think about that. I've never really captured the essence of the man behind mm-hmm. the 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 group. And so that's a very, very insightful of you to bring that up because that is something that does really relate to a lot of people. It's like, we see him every day. We might as well get to know him a little bit and understand like, yeah, he does do more than, than meets the eye. And I imagine mm-hmm. something as big as this law group and as much as they do, uh, he, he does probably get out there, you know, with a lot of nonprofit work. And so I don't know about it. I would love to hear about it myself. And so if there is any chance, I would love to take the opportunity to put my hat in the ring for uh, interviewing Mr. Rafi there. Yeah, he would love to be on. I was actually going to ask if you may be interested in interviewing him. I would love to go Uh, to his office. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they just moved into a beautiful new headquarters on uh, 24th and Highland. Um, and yeah, they actually even have like their own like uh, recording studio there. So I'm sure oh, we could set you up. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I would love to. I, again, I'm always peaked with uh, I'm a, a very much a, an audio nerd. So whenever I get a chance to even go outside and just kind of, you know, p- uh, pick up a new piece of equipment or just play around with the other equipment, it's always fun for me because I, again, I am just a very passionate individual about this stuff. And so any chance I get to, again, my, and I always tell the story, this is my grandfather's kind of like, uh, he, he really taught me how to like the importance of storytelling. And Mm -hmm. so that's kind of where I get my passion from. So this is something that I just, again, very passionate about, very interested. And so, yeah, this is someone, again, we were just talking in in the sense that we're going way off topic, but in the sense (laughs) of like, you, this new clientele is someone who is very much ingrained or in 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 the scene throughout this whole city, mm-hmm. and so to take the opportunity to just really sit down and just you know understand like his essence, what you know you know maybe even his humor, like just to get a get a, a joke in with him. I really I think that that would be great to just kind of understand that because that really just says a lot because you know he is someone that should be understood. Yeah. Yeah. He's awesome. It will be a great interview. So I'm happy to set that up for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. Before we get into the even more of your clientele, <laughs> I would love to get you like, you know, you, 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 you have this big, cli- you know, this client and you have other big clients, but it's like, are you someone who still really enjoys like, cause you got a Noche 6, 640. Are you still like in that realm of like, I really enjoy these bars and like these kind of clientele mm-hmm. that like, really are structured in this one essence but then you're also like fighting for these other ones so it's like you're going back and forth do you have a passion for one or the other like it is or is, mm-hmm. does it matter it's just like you you're just treating these more of like uh 
really individual projects rather than looking at it in a group setting? Sure. So I love representing brands that I'm like personally passionate about and also like restaurants that, you know, I would go to um, regardless of representing them or not like things, you know, that I would engage with lifestyle clients. Um, But more so than that, it's really about the people on the other side. Like I've represented some really cool brands that you think would be awesome. Um, And it doesn't matter how big the name is or how cool the brand is. If the actual like client contacts are not cool people or fun to work with or, you know, appreciative. Um, and so that for me is like the biggest thing. If there's cool people on the other end, um, that I get to work with on a day-to-day basis and I can really help move the needle for their business and be successful for them. That's what excites me being able to help other small business owners Yeah, because we're at the end of the day, we're the same, you know, and, um, being able to kind of shine a spotlight on people like, just like Brandon Raffi, or we just started representing silent witness, Um, A lot of people don't know a lot about Silent Witness, but they do a huge service to the community. It's where you Mm -hmm. can submit tips um, about crimes that take place and help help the, um, you know, police department solve these crimes that otherwise would go unsolved. Um, So so being able to shine a light on things like that, that are like a huge community service or a community benefit. Um, we also do a lot of work with nonprofits. That's really fulfilling. Um, so it just kind of depends like throughout my career, I've, I've worked for really big agencies and represented a lot of big corporate clients, everything Mm -hmm. from like Arizona lottery, national bank of Arizona, Tropicana, Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. um, Morton steakhouse, like runs the gamut. Um, and then my last, where I was previously director of PR, we really played in the lifestyle space. So a lot of hotels, restaurants, Mm. um, more of that. And I have a passion for both. Um, okay. So I think, yeah. yeah, so just kind of um, figuring out, like I said, we were very restaurant heavy. It just kind of happened that way. Um, when I started my own firm, we mm. won a really big restaurant client, Maple and Ash. I don't know if you're familiar. I am familiar. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, one of our favorites, they've been with us from um, basically the beginning of starting my own firm. Um, and now we also represent Etta, which is the sister restaurant um, that yeah. they just opened at Scottsdale Quarter. So we represent both of those um, same restaurant group out of Chicago. And I feel like um, representing them has been amazing. They're great people to work with. We love the brands, um, but it also has helped us win a lot of other restaurant clients because it's such a a well-recognized name and we've done such great work together. Um, So we were very heavy in restaurants going into the pandemic. And that was a hard lesson that I learned of needing to diversify. So hence why we now represent a kind of a more diverse group of clients. Um, Real estate, like I said, is a passion of mine. I started out working for that real estate development company and got my real estate license working there um, and have really deep uh, niche knowledge in the real estate industry. So we represent a number of brokerages, um, an interior designer that does commercial design for like multifamily and restaurants and stuff like that. Um, and so we represent, um, a lot in that space as well as like a, a big construction company, um, commercial construction, JE Dunn. So just kind of all yeah. over the place, but that's yeah. Good. I mean, that's, that's the level of passion that I, I imagine someone like, that's the great thing about what you're passionate about is that you can have these opportunities and, and that pique your interest, like where you came from in real estate. And now, you know, the places, like you said, the lifestyle, like, you know, places mm-hmm. that you would love to go to. It's like, that's so great that you have the opportunity. It's like, I can be in this space and be in this space. And that's why I like podcasting too. It's like, mm-hmm. this is this, well, you know, some might say it's like, you're putting yourself in a corner. I was like, no, but it's like, that's the great thing. I can be in every space and I can be in everything. And so for me, it's not putting myself in the corner, shining light to this very massive corner that I think is bigger than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Um, So 
you know, I, I really do. am you know, I really am excited about what you've got coming down the road. I did want to touch upon the nonprofit work and just kind of like, is there, because you did bring up the, um, the, the posting on, you know, the anonymous posting, is there something that's like nonprofit wise, that's just something that's special to your heart that is like a passion project, something close to dear to you? Yeah, um, we've represented a number of things pro bono um, from a nonprofit perspective. We did the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's uh, Man and Woman of the Year very early on um, in starting the firm. Um, So that was a really fun project to work on. One of my uh, best friend's fathers actually passed away from leukemia. So that's something that, you know, is personal to me. Um, And then I was a member of the Valley of the Sun 2030 Club. It's a women's uh, philanthropic club here in the Valley. Nice. Um, For about seven years, I was on the board of that um, and basically handled community relations, essentially PR for the club. Um, And so I'm no longer a member of the club just because I was in it for so long. And also you age out at a certain point, which I'm getting very close to. Um, But it was a really, um, you know, fun organization to be a part of. And they do a lot of really good things in the community. So we actually represent there's a women's club and two men's club. um, And we've done some we represent the Phoenix men's club pro bono. um, As well. So we, you know, promote a lot of their events and, and do that sort of thing. But in addition to actually representing um, nonprofits pro bono, we try to weave nonprofit um, relationships into every single client that we represent. We're really mm-hmm. big on giving back to the community. Yeah. And I think it's also, um, you know, corporate responsibility. It's something really important that, you know, big brands should do and also a great opportunity for PR as long as mm-hmm. you're doing it in the right way. Yeah. Um, and so like right now we're talking with St. Mary's Food Bank about doing something potentially with Rafi Law Group. Yeah, they're great. We represent um, Phoenix Fashion Week and they have a breast cancer um, mm-hmm. charity that they always work with. So we're very involved in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just, it, it depends, but we try to weave, um, you know, nonprofit involvement into every client that we work with. That's wonderful. I just was really intrigued by just kind of like, again, the level of nonprofit and just what we've, you know, again, I'm, we have them come in and and I'm so enamored half the time of like the, the like pure saint sometimes just behind some of these nonprofits of like, I don't even know where you come from, but bless you. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's just kind of like, sometimes they like, that's the stories that we get around here. Um, but yeah, anything that we can do to help you guys too. It's like, I always tell everyone I'm an open door. I try my best to be an open door policy and so we have an intro that we do, we do, and there's like a community cork board that I call. It's like anytime anyone wants to just those like smaller events that don't get their shine, I would love to do that. Like that's just something that is again, it's it's fair. I I've always been like passionate about like everyone deserves that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So that's just fair to me to 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 le- uh, level the playing field, uh, sort of speak. So uh, yeah, I love that. You. Thank you. Thank you for Yeah, that. same to you. I, I feel like we have very similar, um, mm-hmm. you know, careers in terms of wanting to tell people's stories in the right way and and also shining a light on people that are doing good in the community. So I totally understand where you're coming from. Thank you. I appreciate it. So before we get into just kind of like the ending towards this is um, I would love to get to know you a little bit more and just kind of like, I know that you are a busy individual. There's a lot of things on your plate, but I'd love just as an entrepreneur to entrepreneur to understand kind of like what your daily tasks are throughout the week, how you lay mm-hmm. out certain items. And then also it's like, do you keep anything in your, you know, 
uh, daily life to kind of help you level like out? Do you meditate? Do you work out? Is there anything that you like to keep in your routine? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm a big Peloton fan. I have a Peloton and um i'm really in i'm really my, into that I'm trying my wife i'm like it keep telling us like we're gonna get it we're gonna get it we're yeah gonna get it. we're just we're trying to renovate the house a little bit more and and get it to a nice place where we could get a nice peloton to sit somewhere <laughs> and like fit into the house <laughs> yeah you'll love it um i mostly do the cycle classes but i'm also i also enjoy their meditations those are really nice. cool so I, I try to at least do one or two of those a week um just to kind of start my day yeah um or start the week but yeah so I, I do Peloton. Um, I go to the gym occasionally with my boyfriend, not as much as I should. Um, and then um, just in terms of hobbies, I love to travel. I um, just got back from a weekend in Napa with my boyfriend, which was really nice. fun. Just doing some wine tasting. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So any chance I have to kind of get out, you know, get out of um, town, whether that's just like a quick weekend trip or something international, yeah. Um, you know, always love to do that. And then of course, trying new restaurants is a passion of mine and also helps me just kind of stay up to date with yeah. what's happening in the industry. And that's so what I was going to say, that's the great thing yeah. about, it's a great thing. It's research and it's also like business. It's like fun business. Yeah. It's like research all at the same time. And so it's never not, you're never not learning or you're never not like, you know, that understand it's like, this is something in my pocket. Like this is networking. This is like, you get something out of it when you travel or you get something something from it too so it's just like kudos to you to like make that like sneaky little like if i'm gonna travel i'm gonna get something out of it yeah exactly uh, <laughs> i feel like yeah. that's where i get like the most inspired is when i go to other places and just kind of take a minute away from the day-to-day -day, you know mm -hmm. um get a lot of great ideas like even in napa we were snapping pictures of some really cool like branding at some of the wineries and we're like it would be it. cool to like you know, somehow integrate this into, into our brand. So, yeah, I love, um, I love the winery, like kind of like that lifestyle out there, like the Napa. Mm -hmm. It's like, now we're starting to see, and I don't know if you've, you know, kind of take witness of it, of like, um, there's a wine here, like a wine Valley, kind of like a winery style lifestyle out here up North and, and Prescott and, and towards Sedona and out there. But it's like, there are a couple of wine sellers out there. And I'm like, I never knew about it until someone wanted to come on the show and like wanted to pitch someone uh, from out there. And I was like, whoa, there it's like a wine valley. Like there's something going on out there and it's really cool. I think it's, it's unique. It's special. And, you know, who would have thought that you could make wine out here in Arizona? Yeah, for sure. I'm very familiar. Done a lot of wine tasting in Northern Arizona and Southern Arizona too. So like the Verde Valley. Cool and, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used to actually, uh, a client of ours was Eridus uh, Winery. They have a, um, like a crushing facility down in Southern Arizona. And then they also have a tasting room in Old Town Scottsdale. So got to work with them a couple years ago, which was fun, but uh, yeah, we love, we love wine tasting. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> I was just like, it's so incredible what you've been able to accomplish. And again, the, such a uniqueness. And for those that are out there that are entrepreneurs or someone in the unique placement of like, where they're like, yeah, I want to like, I kind of like this lifestyle of like, you know, I want to travel. I just want to get something out of it. It's like that PR marketing headspace. And so mm -hmm. you probably inspired a couple of individuals to kind of go down that route. And so kudos to you. And I would love to kind of finish off our conversation to kind of really put goals out there for, for the, for Adler PR is just help our clients, help our 
fans reach out to you and maybe help you accomplish one of your goals or things that you hope to accomplish for the next couple of years? Put it out there. Let the fans in the universe hear about it. Sure. Thank you. So we are um, growing very quickly, but also I want to grow the firm very intentionally. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though we do represent clients in a number of different spaces, like I said, I'm pretty particular about who we represent um, because it's also, you know, in our business reputation is everything. Um, Mm -hmm. Not only the client's reputation, but our reputation and our reputation with the media. And um, so I'm growing very intentionally and I'm being very particular about how I grow the company, which I think um, is unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really, like I said, the barometer for taking on new clients is, you know, are they cool people to work with? Do they have a very unique story to tell? Do we think that we can be successful in getting them, you know, the earned press that they deserve? Yeah. Um, and so that's really, um, you know, kind of what I look at when we talk about like taking on new clients, but the goal would be to continue to, you know, grow our food and beverage clients as long as well as our real estate clients, and then kind of sprinkle in some of those other ones that are more experiential and and really fun to work on and and interesting that not a lot of people know about. So yeah, the the intent is to grow. I'm just getting started. Um, Been in business for three and a half years and I just feel like it's crazy. It's already been that long, but um, we've been very successful um, in a short amount of time and have built such a great, um, you know, name for Adler PR in the industry. And like I said, we go head to head, to head with a lot of the big agencies in town yeah. um, and win a lot of big accounts, which is, um, you know, a real, a real pleasure to be able to um, do that as a small firm. And, and we really stay in our lane and specialize in PR and don't get tempted to uh, kind of be the jack of all trades that a lot mm-hmm. of the different agencies do. So that's really how I want to grow is just you know, really focusing on PR and being the absolute best at it. Wonderful. And Jennifer, I really do uh, appreciate you allowing me to take time out of your weekend to just interview and get to know you a little bit. So it's been a lot of fun. I feel very, um, I feel very like close to you just in the sense of like where we share a lot of our intent and intentions. And so I hope nothing but the best for Adler PR. And uh, this is the chance for you to go ahead and promote Adler PR in the sense of like uh, where they can find you, website, address, phone number, all of the great stuff. And if there's any events, you key events that you want to just shout out, go ahead, promote away. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. So um, our just web address is adlerpublicrelations.com. You can find us on Instagram with the same handle, Adler Public Relations. Um, personally, I'm on there as Jen Adler 27 If you want to see any of my travels or my cute golden retriever puppy, uh, that's the content, basically. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of really big client initiatives coming up. You mentioned Anoche. We're doing the opening of that next week. Um, on Wednesday, the grand opening and shortly followed by another grand opening from the same restaurant group. That's going to be called 640, um, opening right next door on Mill Avenue. Uh, we have Phoenix fashion week coming up in October. Um, that's always a fun time Oh yeah. and yeah, just, you know, it's always something in, in the PR world. Every day is a new day. And I really do. I I wish that there was something I could give to you as far as like clientele wise. Like I do. I think I may have someone and I'll talk to you off air. But um, the, also the other thing is, it's like you, you, you're a new friend. And so anytime that you feel like you have someone that fits, please send them my way and 
any friend of yours is a friend of mine. So uh, that you. being said, uh, we do have a little bit for us. You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. All of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. It's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs. Where did she go? <laughs> oh, she's right underneath. <laughs> right there. She's missing. The, the kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends, and we will mm-hmm. catch you on the next episode. Good night, y'all.